Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of the Glove Sun podcast. We are back with a new episode. I am Alexander Brams and alongside me is Marcus Sundin as always. And today we are joined by goalkeeper coach Mirza Harambasic. Mirza, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, finally. It's been a work in progress. We've tried to get Mirza on for quite a while, but finally we, we managed everybody to find the time. So Mirza, how are you today? I'm great. Great, excited, uh, excited to speak uh, goalkeeping with you guys, and uh, like you said, final, uh, excited to finally get on. Yes, exactly. And uh, as I told you just a few seconds ago, we have these four fire questions, which is a tradition of our season four. So if you're ready, then you just answer as quick as possible uh, off the top of your head. You got it. Got it. Okay. So gloves on or gloves off? Gloves on. Favorite goalkeeper of all time? Oliver Kahn. Favorite goalkeeper you have played with? Played with? Uh, man. Or trained or coached now that you're a coach or, as well. Or, okay, or coached. Uh, Gavin Beavers. Yes. And most important aspect within goalkeeping? uh most important aspect of goalkeeping shot stopping shot stopping okay great great uh just to why why shops shot stopping we have a lot of different answers here yeah. uh, it's everything from uh, uh courage to mental aspect to uh yeah shot stopping as you say so so why shot stopping just yeah briefly. i mean i mean from a from a mental standpoint, psychological standpoint, I agree. I agree. The the mental mm -hmm. side has got to be the most important. But on the field, I think from a shot stopping aspect is most important. Just I think that's those are the match match defining moments that we work so hard for, and that uh, um, you know help 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 our team uh, win the game and earn the three points. Yes, exactly. Those game winning saves are always very important um and that's hopefully uh what today's topic is going to bring the future of goalkeepers so today's topic we were going to talk about uh the development within an academy to then the the first team so can you Mirza, talk about your current role in real monarchs by the way if the listeners didn't know yep so currently i am the goalkeeper coach for the real monarchs which is the second team of real salt lake um with that role i oversee um all the young uh high prospect goalkeepers within the club um so helping the academy and recruiting uh, methodology and um implementing of training and then the the high potential goalkeepers um continuing to to monitor them and help with their development plan as they work with me on a day-to-day -day basis and then the, the first team ensuring that they get the extra attention maybe needed to to continue to develop and grow when they do join the first team amazing that sounds like a, a good transition transition from the the players and the goalkeepers that you have but obviously not everybody can can make it all the way so how do you kind of scout uh from a young age yeah um i think at real salt lake we're very fortunate with 
the environment we have for our academy uh all of our academy goalkeeper uh, players but specifically our goalkeepers we're a full-time residential program uh, in salt lake city utah uh, we, re we recruit goalkeepers around the country and and bring them into to stay here live here go to school and to train so uh, we have a lot of contact time with our players uh not including games the the boys will train probably six or seven times a week plus plus uh plus match day so um that's one of the major benefits for us is the amount of contact time that we can spend spend with the goalkeepers and how much time uh on the field we have um so from that from that standpoint um our recruiting approach is also obviously plays uh, our environment plays a big role in that um Obviously, as you guys have, uh, Marcus, uh, uh, as you've experienced uh, in the United States, there's a there's a wide variety of uh, goalkeeper training, what clubs provide from nothing to a lot. So um, we take that into consideration when we are scouting our young goalkeepers. And for me, a, a major thing is finding a goalkeeper who has a who has a super strength when he comes into the academy. So what is that that? that that makes him special and, and differentiates him is it a is it a mentality aspect um loves to train adores training is a fantastic learner is he an incredible athlete does he have a exceptionally strong technical base and then within our performance environment um we know that we can build up other other facets of his game to make sure that um he is as well-rounded uh, as he can be before he enters a professional game. Awesome. That's that's interesting because uh, as Alex and I have experienced, it's I think it's it's different when we talk about youth in America because you obviously have the the college aspect as well, and now you have all the MLS Next Academies, this and that. And I know that the MLS is focusing a lot on on having these clubs where you would have the proper training, you would have the proper environment for for these young athletes to grow within the sport but i was wondering how your perspective is on on the youth recruitment because you then have a whole nother like you obviously on the program game but then you have a whole nother recruiting uh, situation where there is recruiting from colleges as well so i was wondering like how is the i would might even call it a battle between you as a pro club pro team like trying to convince these guys to join your academy instead of going to a college where you also have the the great pleasure of having studies on the side and and obtain a bachelor's degree at the end of it yeah i think that's a i think that's a great question i think you know for for everyone everyone's development plan and, and their career trajectory is 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 different i think the the landscape in the united states is is changing more than it, than it has in the past where uh, the professional route is still is now becoming plan a for a lot of a lot of players uh the way that i look at college uh soccer for for our young young goalkeepers is is i still i still find a, a great benefit for it um just because i i almost treated like a like a loan um it's a it's a it's an unbelievable opportunity for for our goalkeepers like you said from an education standpoint to get a scholarship and attend a, a top university in the country but also uh, play so many games. 
in, 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 in such a short period of time that, that is, that is almost the, 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 the most beneficial thing. So I think it just depends on a case by case basis because currently at real salt Lake, we have, um, we have two signed goalkeepers from our Academy, um, who are within our professional teams within the first team and in, in, in the Monarchs, but we also have a third, very talented, uh, goalkeeper as well in his case it would make sense to to go the college route because instead of you know not having those those ga- uh, the game time now he can go to university get a great education but also um but also be able to to play a lot of games as well and then hopefully you know depending on on how much time he needs away at university he can come back yeah, because uh, for the people that hasn't really experienced the the college soccer environment in America, it's it's very unusual. Because uh, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the days, it was all about uh, getting to the point where you could get a a scholarship for, from a college, and then hopefully get in the draft afterwards and get into the the major league. Um, where yeah. as now, it's it's. Up to, to me, it's like 50-50 where you have all the academy players and then you still have the guys that looking to get into college because they also want to look out for themselves in terms of education, as we talked about. So I was wondering when you when you mentioned the, the third guy there where it would be a great opportunity to to go on somewhat alone to, to a college. Um, it's, it's also, again, for the people that don't know, like the college season is very short. It's only in the fall. I know that they are talking about ex- extending that to having a year round uh, it's not there yet but it's very short where you have two to three games a week for a period of three to four months so it's very tearing on the body and then you obviously have the education on the side so i was wondering like how is the connection because if you then have that guy connected to your club um how is your connection to the college like do you then go and say oh you can have this guy for a season and then we're bringing him back because again college is four years so most schools obviously look to have a player for for four years because again college is a lot of uncertainty you have a new team every every season and it's just in and out that's usually how it works i was wondering like how that works behind the scenes as well in in terms of how you work with with colleges and all that kind of stuff as well yeah uh, i think i think when when a young player a young goalkeeper plans to go to university uh the plan is for him to obviously complete his studies and to get his degree um so that's obviously you know a t- top priority and, and and a top priority for the university to 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 hold on to to their asset that that's going to help them perform and win games um now there's there's uh, a lot of top universities who also offer uh lifetime scholarships or different different things where um, even if they do decide to leave university early, they can still complete their degree under, under the, the scholarship that they were, were, were given uh, as they, as they first joined the university. So again, it's, it's, it's all by a case to case basis. And obviously Marcus, you know, this as well. Uh, it's, it's very important the environment that the, that the young goalkeeper is going to, um, 
starting to be a shift in in in, in college uh, athletics but you know there's there's quite a few schools across the country that don't have a goalkeeper coach or have a volunteer goalkeeper coach and he's only there twice a week or something like that so um you know that's that's also crucial because we want to make sure that they're continuing to develop uh, on the field as well so that if they do come back and you know play for our club that they're that they're still at a high level exactly a, a great example is is my current situation actually where here at florida college in, in tampa we have uh, we don't have a goalkeeper coach and the only little benefit we have is that our our new head coach we just got one a few weeks ago he's actually a former goalkeeper so uh he understands it from our perspective as goalkeepers in the squad that we want sometimes to have i wouldn't call it alone time but we would have like where we can use like specific goalkeeping training where he for example last week last friday we, we trained in our last session and he would take us aside for the first 30 minutes and you know it's, it's better than nothing and i remember at my previous school Davenport, where you where you went as well um we had a goalkeeper coach and he was a, a full-time uh, educator at a high school as well so we were trained with the team during the days and then in the evening we would then have him twice a week so it was just a, a more load on us because we were still perform to 100% with the team as well but then have to perform in the evening as well as well uh, I like it it was intense it was two days for for quite some time but in in a pro environment then it's an academy environment where you obviously can can clarify this it's just more specific and it's more directed towards um building Dijon characters and building Dijon goalkeepers in specific ways of having a lot of goalkeeper training and we all know that if you don't train stuff you're not going to improve it and it's repetition 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 so i was wondering like in your current role and working with young young goalkeepers as well where do you see the importance of like what is the most important aspects of not only like growing these goalkeepers as like human beings as characters on the field but also like technicality as well because both we know both um, aspects really play a massive role in order to to make it at the end of the day yeah i think i think for 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 me uh, and, and and again like like we speak about how detailed we can be we spend so so much so much time with the boys our our, our academy goalkeepers like i said or everyone in the academy but specifically the goalkeepers uh, all, all the boys they live on campus here the high school is uh, across the parking lot for them 200 yards from where they're living and uh, uh connected to the school is indoor facility outdoor facility weight room uh so uh they have everything they need so before school the boys will train at 7 30 in the morning they'll attend school and then they'll train after school as well uh, maybe it's an idp session maybe it's a team session maybe it's a uh, functional session with a with a lift with our full-time strength strength and conditioning coach um so the ability that we have to spend so much time with the boys is crucial that's why you know when 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 we spoke about it before recruiting goalkeepers who are who are great learners and students of the game is crucial because if if we're gonna provide you with so much information and and and, and be so hands-on it doesn't matter how many sessions we run if 
if there isn't that capability to 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 learn and, and and grasp ideas technically tactically physically then you know it's uh it does us no good uh so 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 for me being able to 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 teach these young goalkeepers is crucial and also introduce a lot of different ideas that they've probably never seen before you know uh, the example that i use all the time is within 1v1 situations right when you are at your local club maybe you don't have a goalkeeper coach or you have someone uh, not as experienced or part-time or or, or, or a, a massive group of goalkeepers where they don't have that much time to be able to uh, to spend with you individually you know so so being able to for example within our environment being able to teach different techniques within the 1v1s when is a goalkeeper coming to claim with his hands when is it a spread when is it a block when is it a hand block all these different things we have now the the time to teach all these technique techniques and then now when we go back to uh, the mental side of the game and the and the goalkeeper being able to to grasp information and apply it to their game when are they using these techniques at, at, at the end of the day is down to the goalkeeper uh their physical attributes and how they approach uh situations in their game but it's up down to us as coaches to provide the resources information and then for them to apply it within within their game Awesome. I mean, it's it's amazing to hear from from an inside perspective on how youth football in general, or as we call it in, in the states, soccer is is growing, um, especially on how much focus there is on, on new players and how much time they get from their coaches and and on the side as well. Um, I was coaching a, a young kid in Michigan um, over a year ago, and I just saw him. He used this this past weekend on going down with his with his mom to to a tournament with his team in Florida, and it's just amazing to see how much focus there is on 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 young players in in the states now as well. And yes, I wanted to then transition into talking about how you within your club when you have these youth goalkeepers, and you obviously the end goal is to to bring them to the first team and sign that pro contract. Um, when we talk about the head coach and how he emphasizes on you goalkeepers, is there like a, a line in between what he wants you to to emphasize on? Like if there is a specific way he wants his goalkeepers to perform in, in the first team, or is it more freely to you to look at the different goalkeepers and then help them in, in their way differently? Because as we also have talked about loads of times on the podcast, every goalkeeper is different and that's something you need to adapt to as a, as a goalkeeper coach and that's probably one of the most important aspects as a goalkeeper coach as well absolutely i think my my goal within the academy and then and then as they as they move on through the levels is to provide the best possible base that i can for the young goalkeeper so that they can succeed whether it's at our club or any other club um you know obviously you know we can we can speak about a lot of even you know different goalkeepers in, in in the professional game and you know could they fit in different clubs because based on their style of play is uh Jan Oblak gonna be be uh be successful in Manchester City and is Ederson going to be successful at Atletico Madrid you know probably not because of, of the different goalkeeping styles and that and it you know so be it that's okay Jan Oblak is a top goalkeeper Ederson as well as a top goalkeeper but how they fit within their clubs is, is crucial 
my goal uh, at our at Real Salt Lake is to ensure that goalkeepers are, are, are well-rounded so that when they have a manager who prefers to play, the goalkeeper can execute those actions. If they have a manager who wants to deep defend and he has to claim crosses and, and be an exceptional shot stopper, he can execute that. Uh, a coach who wants to high press and leave space for goalkeepers to defend, he can execute that as well. So that's that that's that's my most important kind of goal and an idea for the young goalkeepers is is to be as well rounded as possible. Obviously, it's impossible to be. Well, I won't say impossible, but I know it's it's very difficult to be great in all topics. But I just want to make sure that they have an understanding and a feeling and a and a comfort that they can execute all actions, depending on who the manager is or what club they end up playing for. Love it. It's, and uh, we can then just transition into and we have a, not only a lot of young goalkeepers listening to the podcast, but we actually have a lot of goalkeeper coaches as well. And um, again, we love when, when people reach out to us asking or even just mentioning when they have listened to an episode and it helped them in some shape or form. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, as a goalkeeper coach for the goalkeeper coaches out there that is trying to become a better coach for their goalkeepers and and all that kind of stuff. I know you've been a goalkeeper coach for for quite some time now, and obviously we can we can all we can all grow as goalkeeper coaches and and individuals in general. But what would you say has been like the the biggest learn learning like process for you as a goalkeeper coach? What would you say like where you develop most as a goalkeeper coach? What kind of aspect was that within? Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a great question. Um, I think you know you touched on it earlier about about you know you're seeing this growth within youth football, youth soccer in the United States, but also you're seeing the growth in coaches. I think you you know you get on social media, Twitter, link, LinkedIn, Instagram, and you're seeing so many quality coaches uh, across the country putting on a lot of great sessions. Um, uh, before before COVID. You know, I was fortunate enough to to go uh, to go shadow at uh, Seattle Sounders, uh, and at that time, goalkeeper coach there was Josh Ford, who I learned a tremendous amount from. And after and after I went to Seattle, I went to San Jose Earthquakes, at the, and at that time, Yuri uh, was there. I think Yuri was on your guys's podcast before. Yuri's a great mentor and a friend of mine, and I learned so much from him. And that really, really opened my eyes so much. That trip. And just kind of building off that then obviously COVID hit and then it was a lot more zoom calls and a lot more online presentations so for me is uh, it's important you know continuing to connect with goalkeeper coaches around the world sharing ideas um, and for the most part you know everyone I've, I've spoken to or that's reached out to me has been so friendly and you know sharing those ideas and and, and, and sessions and uh, different things is 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 what helps me grow and what helps me learn and i think you know i encourage all young goalkeeper coaches or all goalkeeper coaches to to keep networking and keep uh keep the goalkeeper union strong so that we can all help each other within our within our environments yeah absolutely that's uh that's how uh this podcast started it was a, a networking and us just reaching out and i would just keep growing 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 and that's how we got a hold of you and got a hold of yuri uh and all the other quality goalkeeper coaches 
players and everything. Um, but since we're already talking about coaching and we still have some time here, uh, can you tell us on how you transitioned from being a player in America, then back to Europe playing a little bit, and then going into coaching and then going from uh, as a European back to America? Uh, yeah. Just briefly, not not the whole every day, but yeah. briefly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm originally from Bosnia. Uh, my family and I immigrated to the United States during the during the war. Uh, grew up in the states. Did my schooling in the states. Uh, went to university in the states. Uh, but after after university, still had the large ambition to hopefully play professionally. Um, like Marcus said, um, when I when I was in, in university, that was the beginning of the academy system in the in the United States. So when I was still in university, the goal was university, perform well at university, and then you know you 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 sign for an MLS team or things like that. Uh, the infrastructure within clubs and all the different levels and pathways wasn't wasn't fully there. So after after university, I moved to to Germany. Excuse me, moved to Germany to try and play at a lower division club in Germany in the fourth division. While there, I went and then I moved on to uh, first division club in Bosnia, where I uh, uh, tore my rotator cuff and was uh, released. Returned back home to the United States and went on one more trial. At that time, the league was NASL um uh wasn't picked up and i you know kind of had to have that uh discussion with myself you know i wasn't i wasn't a great goalkeeper i was very average um and kind of you know what's that next step in life uh continued to you know fight for this playing dream do i want to you know maybe get my masters and uh get a normal nine to five job uh, but I love football so much that I wanted to continue the the the, the coaching dream uh, during university as well. Did a little coaching similar to you, Marcus. A little little individual sessions along with the local club, with the high local high schools in the area, and I just continued that after my last trial. Um, after a few months of that, I, I moved to the state of Connecticut, where I coached at a Division One school called the University of Hartford and an amateur academy, Oakwood Soccer Club. Spent three years there and then moved on to Real Salt Lake and uh, moved on to Real Salt Lake where I started in the academy and I've just kind of been been working my through my way through through the different levels at the club. Amazing. Great story. Uh, sorry about your, your few injuries and so on, uh, but that's football that happens. And But kudos to you in order to... Um, just keep following your your dream and and doing what you love, which is football slash soccer, uh, whatever you call it around the world. That's um, that's also why we, we do this podcast is because we we love it and we we love to talk to like minded people uh, like you who can just keep talking about goalkeeping and all this nerdy stuff and all these small details that that is insane and. And we could keep talking as well, but we we usually have with our first time guest a question about gloves. So since we're called Gloves on Podcast, what are your favorite gloves and why? Uh, man, when I played, when I played, I loved old, old sport gloves. 
they were a little bit a little bit on the, on the pricier side but love the fit love the love the quality of them love the grip um they were they were they were my favorite yeah yeah it's a, a typical answer actually uh, here on the pod is to is to all sport because they are just top quality um i have never bought a pair uh i've never actually yeah yeah i think i've had some like lower tier pair that was i found on sale somehow but never those agent grip plus super yeah. or something yeah uh no unfortunately not uh, maybe one day but they just look brilliant sound brilliant and, and i think 50 percent of the bundesliga keepers play with them at least uh yeah. it's um sounds like an amazing glove and we also had the glove fanatic monkey beyond talking about the the old sport and and everything within but mirsa Thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your your knowledge. I hope it's uh, I hope the listeners will will take some notes about this really interesting podcast and uh, yeah, just uh, excited to see what's uh, what's next for for Mirza, uh going forward. Uh, thank you so much for for you guys' time. Uh, really appreciate it um, for, for for you guys and for any other listener listeners. Uh, like I stated before, I love 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 being a goalkeeping nerd and love love talking goalkeeping so uh, always available through social media platforms and things like that so don't don't ever hesitate to reach out yes always do that we are also available and the worst you can get out there is a no or just not an answer so if you're in in trouble or just curious about how to develop different areas of goalkeeping just reach out to people try and uh, listen to podcasts like this uh there is many other probably better podcasts out there but uh there's a lot of resources for keepers today which is also something I'm, i envy and also we can hear from the academy part of it that it's crazy now the the resources that keepers have compared to when i was uh, in academy and probably when when you were in academy and when even earlier so yeah Mesa, thank you so much for your time Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review, and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. <laughs>